Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, everybody? We are back with episode 21 of Cuckoo with Coco. So nice to see you again. Well, I can't really see you, and you can't really see me, but it's very nice to be here with you again on this lovely evening. So, I've had a weird couple weeks. Uh, Not much has been happening, but I can tell you right now, all good things. All good things. I started recently streaming back on Twitch again, and I got a couple of my fans back. I'm so excited. Miss Mindy was in the house. Fire Enigma was in the house. Bacon Pancakes giving me shit for not streaming in the house. (laughs) Even had the Bean Hater show up. We were playing. I was streaming the Division 2, which is $3 right now on Ubisoft. Thanks to Sheila, who told me about it. I bought it. And I've been playing it like mad. I'm already level 16, and I think I've put in like three... Well, how many hours? Over 12 hours of gameplay, and I'm already at level 16 because I'm disgusting. But anyway, so that's been fun. I've been streaming and having a good time, and uh, it's been good. I think I'm going to start doing it regularly on the weekends now, on Saturdays and Sundays. See how that goes. Uh, Also, I saw... Two terrible movies that I want to discuss with you back to back in one day. It was The Curse of La Llorona and Greta. Now, I have to tell you, I like scary movies. Let me tell you something. I'm one of those people that will watch any movie and not care. So I'll watch it regardless and (laughs) I'll still be okay with watching it. Like, it's not going to be a big deal if I don't. So... I'll watch these movies, and I don't care that they suck or not. That's just the end of that statement right there, just so you know what kind of person I am. So, let's just dive right into it. So, I watched The Curse of La Llorona first. Now, I like scary movies, so that's not the issue. The issue is not that it's a scary movie. The issue is that I uh, didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it for the simple fact that it was very predictable, and the ending, of course, was like, All right, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. So without giving too much away, it is basically the story of a single mother who's a social worker. I think it's back in the 70s. I don't remember what the time frame was, but I'm thinking it's the 70s. She's a widower. Her husband got killed in line of duty. So she is taking care of a son and daughter and basically just showing how challenging it is to be a single parent, which it will always be a challenge for single mothers. And God bless you guys for doing it. So that's part of the backstory of it and she meets with this one woman who I don't remember her name but she's played by Patricia Velasquez she seems to be in the midst of some truancy issue like the kids are not showing up for school and it's not beyond the realm of things that have happened I'm guessing with the background of the boys and her so she's the mother of two boys but what they do in the movie is they show you in the beginning so I'm gonna go before all of this stuff that I just told you, they show a Mexican family during a wedding ceremony prancing around in a field. 
<laughs> I didn't know we did that unless it was the sound of music and Julie Andrews was involved. So this couple are getting married. She has the veil on with like a halo of flowers around her head. She's twirling in the grass with her husband and they already have two sons. So the next thing you see is the little boy lost track of his mother and brother. So he's running through the forest or whatever, running through a wooded swampy area, whatever. And he rolls up on his mother, friggin' drowning his brother. And of course, he starts crying and it catches her attention. And boom, she takes off after him. And that's where the cutscene is. And that's when they fast forward to quote unquote present day, which is 1970, whatever. So that's basically the. That's the minimal they give you of what's happening. And then they tell you later with this guy who does that brujeria stuff. He used to be part of the church, abandoned the church. Well, started working outside the church. So they kind of were like, yeah, you can't be a priest anymore. So, of course, he gets roped into it because there's always some spiritual leader or spiritual guide who has to partake in these things. So he helps her figure out what's going on with everything. Now, Patricia Velasquez comes into play because she said she's protecting her boys. Essentially, this is how this La Llorona gets passed on. She said she is protecting her boys by keeping them locked up in a closet and not letting them out. Because apparently she was not seducing, but like calling to them while they were asleep or whatever, or the presence of her was drawing them out to, like, be sucked to their death, whatever. So, she kept them walking in this closet, and, of course, Patricia Velasquez starts acting up and trying to beat up Linda Cardellini, who was the mom, who played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies, if anyone remembers that. She's also in that show with Christina Applegate. I think it's Dead to Me, uh, which I can't wait for that second season. So, she... Patricia Velasquez starts attacking Linda Cardellini's character and almost kills her, pretty much, besides the fact that Linda Cardellini had a police officer with her to do the house call to make sure that the boys were okay. So that's how that gets passed along, is because Patricia Velasquez prays for La Llorona to go after Linda Cardellini's family because the sons who end up in the system or who ends up in a foster home at the moment waiting for placement, they get called to their death by La Llorona, because that's what she does. She lures children to their, de- to their death. Excuse me. So then that happens, and Patricia Velasquez tells Linda Cardellini, listen, you screwed with my family, so now I'm going to screw with yours, and I prayed to her and not to God to take your children. So I was like, oh, cool, Pat- Patricia Velasquez still doing her shit. Remember, she was also in The Mummy. She was an Moon, and she was crazy because she wanted her man back so bad. And he almost brought, like, the second... Like, he almost took the whole earth out. Anyway, love the Mummy movies. That's all I'm gonna say. Brendan Fraser, don't know where you're at, but you need to, like, you know, slim back up and go back to being uh, O'Connell, all right? Anyway, so that was... That's that movie. Everybody knows how that movie ends. If you haven't, spoiler alert, they survived the whole situation. (laughs) But it looks like, at the end, they make it seem like Linda Cardellini is now possessed by La Llorona. And the only way I would think that would happen is because during the the boss scene, if you're a gamer, you know what that means. That means you're ending the game or you're ending a chapter of the game. They have a fight scene in the attic and La Llorona turns into dust. Now, the only way that a possession, I think, would happen in that situation is if Linda Cardellini breathes that in, like inhales real deep. 
like she's sniffing coke or something whatever anyway you know this is family friendly it's cool (laughs) ah so that's the only thing i could think of for her being possessed but i want to get into this other movie because this is the craziest thing i've ever seen so the other movie i watched was greta and i've never wanted to punch someone in the face more than this young girl played by (laughs) chloe grace moretz now i Remember the stories of the movies? I don't remember characters' names, so I'm just going to call them by their real names, and we're just going to go with that because, oh well. (laughs) So, Chloe Grace from Moretz meets this lady, Greta, and that's the only character's name I remember because she was a psycho too. She, okay, so Greta is riding on a subway train. Well, first of all, never mind that. Okay, Chloe Grace Moretz is like a young girl trying to make it work in New York City. First of all, that's a terrible idea because with the way rent is in Manhattan, insane, <laughs> okay? Go back to your hometown or go be with your family. Sort it out that way. Then when you're rich and famous, come back and try and make it in Manhattan. You'll probably do better. Anyway, so Greta leaves her purse on the subway and sees that Chloe, well, Chloe Grace Moretz notices that this purse has been left. So, of course, (laughs) she picks up this purse, this pocketbook, whatever. It's like a dark green, like an olive color. I thought it was black or gray this whole time until later on in the movie when she says, who knew that this uh, green purse would do such wonderful, do such wonders, whatever she says. Anyway, so Chloe Grace Moretz finds the purse. She looks inside it, tries to find like some identifying paperwork so that she can, I don't know what she had planned on doing with it, but what she ends up doing is bringing the purse back to this lady. Time out. Time out. If I find a purse on the train, I'm going to tell you right now, that whole thing of if you see something, say something, that's what you do. You don't go and bring this purse back to this lady because, as we all know, no good deed goes unpunished, okay? Okay. So that's it. That's my word on it. Okay, that's where that movie would have ended for me. I would have seen the purse, been like, what kind of idiot does that? Number one. Number two, why is nobody else jumping up for this purse? Because everybody got to know that there's something wrong with this lady. (laughs) Number three, I'm not touching the bag. That's it. I'm not touching someone else's things, especially they left on public transportation. They have to be out of their damn mind. So further into this movie, we get the crazier it gets. Excuse me. So this girl goes and brings the purse back to this lady, Greta. This lady, Greta, starts telling her her whole life story about how her husband died, who was an organ player and this and that, and how her daughter went to school overseas and they don't connect anymore and whatever, whatever. So she's alone by herself. Then, of course, some suspicious banging comes from a wall and she claims it's her neighbors. Now, first thing you notice when you look at that screen like the whole picture, the scene of it, (laughs) there is some weirdness behind her piano that I noticed off the bat. And I said, there is something going on behind that piano and it ain't no fucking neighbors making noise. Because she claims that the neighbors are moving shit around and being noisy, putting furniture together, whatever. I forget. But that's what she said is happening in that They're making too much noise. It was not a neighbor, but you find that out later. (laughs) 
So, of course, Greta and Chloe Grace Moretz, they get closer and closer. I guess their relationship starts to build. And then it starts to get creepy because she goes to dinner at this lady's house, which, of course, that's clearly what you do after you return a stranger's bag to her. No. I'm just, I'm just answer that for you right there. No. We don't do that. We, we don't go into strangers' houses and return purses. That's it. That's all I have to tell you. <laughs> so, after having had dinner, while preparing dinner, Greta tells Chloe to sort, to find something. I don't remember what it was. I think it was either glasses or bottle of wine or something, because they were making French food together, whatever. And they seemed to be enjoying each other's company, having a good time, blah, blah, blah. So cut to her looking for these glasses or whatever, and she sees more of that same exact purse with girls' phone numbers written on cards, like cell phone numbers, like as if they were traps, which they were. They were traps this whole time. She was doing this to other girls and luring them into her house, but Chloe Grace Moretz doesn't know what the plot is ultimately. Because all she knows is that she's found exact duplicates of those purses with girls' information in them. Now, Greta doesn't know that she found that. So she tries to play it off like she's got a stomach ache and wants to leave. So she leaves. Then Chloe has a roommate who she explains the whole thing to. Who says, you need to cut off this relationship with this lady because it's getting weird. And yeah, it's getting weird. Like, again... She went from trying to do a good deed to spending days with this lady to making dinner with her to talking about her dead mother with her. Like, what are you doing, girl? How do? You, how is this going to benefit you trying to make it in New York City? Oh, you have an older, like, older, older friend. Like, she's not even... She could have been her mother, I'm sure, at some point. Which is what happens with Greta and Chloe's relationship. Like, they start to bond too much as a mother-daughter even though they're both strangers to each other you don't know each other you don't know each other's life stories you don't know each other's lifetimes whatever whatever so that being said she starts to cut this lady off and Greta starts stalking her like no shit the lady was unstable to begin with (laughs) she starts calling her non-stop like 20 times a day she starts calling Chloe Grace Moretz's home 20 times a day and it's freaking the roommate out now. So even Chloe is getting freaked out because everywhere she turns, because she's a waitress, so everywhere she goes, everywhere she turns, this lady is outside the window watching her serve, okay? I would have hit this lady in the face for the, for the all the crazy shit she does after that. But she freaking, um, Chloe calls the cops and they say, well, there's nothing we can really do. She's standing across the street, just looking through the window and she's not causing harm to anybody. And she's like, really? She's, so I just have to watch her watch me. Like, I just have to basically go about my life while this lady stares through the window. And the cop is like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. So she continues to go about her life but always looking over her shoulder because there's no doubt that this lady's going to turn up again and again and again which she does to the point where she makes a dinner reservation at this restaurant to stalk this girl to be near this girl and she basically says well you won't talk to me any other way so what did you expect me to do and it's like what did we expect you to do we expected you to go away 
Like the girl is not answering your calls. The girl doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want to see you, has called the police on you. I think it's time, like enough's enough. This lady causes quite the scene, starts cursing at her, flips the table. Then they call the police again on this lady and she snaps the officer like, oh, so now is there something you could do now? I was like, you know, having balls like this would help when you just return the purse or not even return the purse, just like throw it in the garbage. Like, (laughs) I'm telling you, man, anybody else in the world on a realistic plane (laughs) would have turned that purse inside out, taken the money, maybe not the credit cards, because if there's enough cash in there, you don't need the credit cards. I sound like a damn criminal. Um, There's no real reason why you would return a purse to somebody. I don't know anybody in my lifetime who would return a purse. And if you are a person who returns purses, I'll tell you what, I feel like you deserve what this lady does to this chick. (laughs) Which is really bad because it's like woman-on-woman violence and that should never be, that's a no-no. So what they find out is, basically what we find out is this woman used to work as a nurse in Bellevue and got fired under like suspicious activity. I don't remember what she was doing. But she was working with the geriatric population. And she was just doing crazy shit. So we find out that this lady is keeping these girls behind her piano. There is a hidden room. Which I'm telling you, the the blanket or curtain or whatever that's covering that door is not so subtle. So after the lady gets the cops called on her and thrown out of the restaurant, they, um, Greta, uh, not Greta, Chloe Grace Moretz's character meets her at church and apologizes and said, listen, it's all me. It's nothing you're doing. I'm trying to figure my stuff out. Still trying to make it work here on my own in the city. And again, it's not you, it's me. Like the stupid cliche stuff you would do in a breakup situation to make the other person feel better. Because now I feel like they they, they took her out in a gurney freaking strapped down like a mental patient which she is she is let's be serious so if you're all the background noise happening i'm sorry i'm sitting by a window so she it seems to be okay that's what happens it seems like it's okay that chloe grace moretz is finally being left alone for a little bit and things are kind of seeming better whatever she's gonna go on vacation and she was gonna go see her dad and go on vacation with her dad and of course Who shows up to ruin it? Greta. Greta, I think, roofies her or something and pretends that Chloe is her niece and gets her into a taxi. And that taxi goes back to Greta's house. And Greta then puts her in the back room. Now, I know you can't see me, but if you know what I'm doing right now, it's I'm shaking my head at this whole situation for this silly, silly ass girl. (laughs) So, of course... The text that Greta sends from Chloe's phone. Well, first of all, never mind that. When she first puts her in that room behind the piano, she friggin' puts her in like a a box and like shuts it. Then, of course, when Chloe wakes up from her little uh, traumatic, you know, almost in a baby coffin situation, she starts bugging out. And, of course, Greta gets pissed and tells her to stop doing that and... She'll let her out. She's going to be a good girl. And I was like, oh my God. So creeped out. So disgusted. Anyway, so she uses Chloe's thumb to unlock her phone and is sending texts and looking through her pictures and all that. And Greta decides as Chloe 
she's going to text Chloe's dad and be like, listen, I'm going on vacation with my roommate, blah, blah, blah. And then she texts the roommate that she's going to see her dad and blah, blah, blah. So everybody thinks she's okay. She sent old pictures from her phone, which makes no sense because uh, if that person had been sent that picture before, you're caught. But whatever. So when Chloe's dad shows up to the apartment, he goes, oh, well, oh, you guys are back already from vacation? And the roommate's like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, Chloe texted me and she let me know that you guys were going on vacation, but I didn't think you guys were going to be back so soon. And the roommate goes, well, I thought she was going with you. So, of course, they look at each other because they both know, which is the best thing I've ever seen in a movie, is someone is in tune to what's happening and is not pretending because Greta was also stalking Chloe's roommate and sending Chloe pictures as if she was going to do something to her, but it didn't happen. So the roommate knows what's happening and the dad knows what's happening with this Greta lady. So they both get into it and they both figure out that they, that this, this disappearance of Chloe has something to do with Greta. So what they do is the dad goes and hires like a PI or something to look into her. That fucking backfires because that PI gets killed (laughs) by Greta because she likes to play loud music and dance around like a fucking ballerina ninja and stabbed him in the neck with something, with some kind of sedation, (laughs) took his ass down. He started shooting at her, trying to aim at her, but she's too busy bouncing around like an idiot. Yeah, he misses. So he's lying on the floor. She shoots him in the head, which was startling as shit because he was already, like, basically done. So... She shoots him in the head, brings him downstairs, and she's cleaning up while freaking Chloe Grace Moretz is freaking bound up, gagged, and is crying in the back room because this chick won't let her out (laughs) because she cut her pinky off during dinner, (laughs) which is another funny thing. She cut her pinky off and no bullshit, she freaking like fashioned something to put a glove, like she fashioned something to put over the nub on her pinky and like put a glove on her, I think it's her left hand, craziest thing ever. Because the door locks from the inside and you need a key to get out. So I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it was just so stressful. So this poor girl listened to this private eye or this whatever it is, the um, private investigator, excuse me, the private investigator die basically at the hands of Greta. And of course, now they're like, well, now what's going to happen? And of course, guess who comes to the rescue? Homegirl roommate. I was like, this is great as shit. The roommate posed as some girl with a wig on and swapped the drinks like swapped the tea because apparently that's how she was getting these girls she was like putting some kind of sedative like liquid sedative in the tea and like would tie them up whatever so she um she swapped the tea and knocked Greta out with her own poison which was fucking awesome I was screaming and cheering like I was watching a sporting event and I don't do sports like that so big deal (laughs) so Greta finally gets sedated and the friend has to start looking for Chloe and she doesn't know where to start looking so Chloe starts making noise and then she hears and she opens back back room behind the piano and notices then fucking Greta is missing now so of course they don't know where she is because they don't live there so they don't know the obvious obstacles they could be facing with this lady because she's dangerous as shit for a spry little German lady or whatever she is a French lady whatever she was craziest thing I've ever seen in my life they somehow I don't remember what happens exactly but they get her they they overcome her or overpower her whatever 
and friggin' throw her in the box. And then they use an Eiffel Tower to, like, lock her in there, and then they call the police. And I was like, my heart was pounding in the last minute because they were just sitting there while friggin' poor Chloe Grace Moretz is weak as shit because they haven't given her any, like, food or water or anything. So she'd just been in there like, I'm gonna die in here. Anyway, so the friend saved her ass. And I was like, okay, this all could have been avoided, though, had you listened to the friend. If you were gonna return the purse, that's all you had to do. I don't even know how she swapped numbers with this lady. Like, that was so crazy. We went from doing a good deed to swapping phone numbers with a stranger. Are you out of your mind? I'm like... And then I listened to these true crime podcasts, which I've been really into lately. And this makes me think of that shit because these people go missing and it's like, it it doesn't go solved. Like it, it, it becomes a cold case like so quickly because they either lose a lead or some DNA doesn't pan out or something like that. And I'm just like, I apologize to my mother so much this past couple weeks because every time I hear about people disappearing and stuff, I'm like... Oh my gosh, I've almost been in situations like that. Not that I've almost disappeared, but situations as simple as not sending a text to confirm that you've arrived someplace or a text to let someone know that you've left. Oh my God. Like I said, I texted my mom this week, like, I am so sorry for what you went through every time I didn't text you on time because the shit that I'm listening to with these true crime podcasts, I freaking, my skin is crawling. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, can I have kids if this is gonna happen? Like, I feel I feel bad now. Like, I feel bad for my future kid because I'm like, oh God, if something ever happens to you, I'm gonna fucking be like Liam Neeson and Taken and use all my fucking advantages and everything to find you. And when I find you, I'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> because why did you get in this, why did you get put in this situation in the first place? First of all, not never mind beating your ass. I'm beating your ass and your friend's ass. Like everybody involved in this situation is getting beat up, okay? Because don't do this to my heart. I have asthma. I'll go down real quick. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something. That movie Greta was the worst. Okay. Like it was cool that for her friend saved her shit. Because if her friend hadn't you know you know, it was pretty smart of her friend because her friend has been stupid the entire movie. Her friend was smart at the end because she was like, the only way we're gonna get into this lady's house without suspicion is if I return one of her purses. I don't know how she knew what train to get on or how she knew where to find a purse because that there's a loophole right there. Plot plot hole, excuse me. First of all, how often is this lady leaving purses behind and how expensive are these purses? Because she buys them in bulk. Like, is there a Costco section for I'm going to murder some girls? What kind of purses can I get? Could you imagine going up to someone and buying a purse like that? Like, hi, yes, I have a homicidal tendency towards young ladies. What kind of purse would you recommend as a trap? I would quit if I was that employee. I'd be like quitting and calling 911 at the same time. Like, hey, listen, (laughs) some lady came in here and she's like 60 years old. And she's talking about killing some ladies. And that's my job. (laughs) That's my job to report. Okay? Because we're not doing women-on-women crimes anymore. You hear me? (laughs) Anyway. So that those were the two movies that I watched a couple weeks ago that apparently I missed a whole bunch of information. And if anyone wants to watch those movies, go for it and give me your opinion on it. We'll see y'all follow me on Facebook and Instagram anyway. But if not, I'm on Instagram as CocoBB20. I also stream as QueenBB30. That's Q-U-E. N as in Nancy, B as in boy, E, B as in boy, E, 30. If you want to watch some streams, 
Come hit me up. I also have the BB Hive on Discord. And that's all the self-promotion you're going to get right now. And I just have to say that those two movies have me really wondering, why are people like this? Like, like I really want to know what this girl was thinking. That she thought that she was going to return this person, nothing was going to happen. That chick, look, that chick Greta took one look at her and was like, next, next victim right there. <laughs> she didn't even have to go far. See, like she left her house for like one train ride, left a purse, and her victim came to her. She delivered like Little Caesars. Hot and ready. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so that's it, I think, for me, for today. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if we'd like to discuss more about these movies, please feel free to hit me up again on Facebook or Instagram. And give me a shout, subscribe, rate, and review if you like what you're hearing. And I will be back. I am back. I'm going to try and be more consistent with this, but uh, sometimes work gets in the way. A lot of you guys are shouting me out like, hey, when are you putting another episode out? I'm trying. I promise I'm trying. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, again, I'll be back on Twitch shortly. Uh, Queen BB30. We're going to play some games together. You want to play some games? Let me know. Queen BB30. All right, guys. Well, I love you and I hope you enjoyed this episode and get out of here. Bye, guys. Bye.